Listen to the Game Up podcast and I will not have to kill you. What is it? What is this called? A one-up gaming podcast? All right, here it goes. Are we ready? Are we rolling? All right. Listen to the one-up gaming podcast and I will not have to kill you. Disobey these orders and I will destroy your city. Go fuck yourself. And we're here with the One Up Gaming Podcast, episode 157. It's me, David, and this week we've just got me and George. Yep, I'm here. Yep. Yep. Is it still great to be a Vive? Um, it's even greater to be a Vive. Um, <laughs> yeah, uh, <laughs> I actually did play more of my Vive and I actually set up everything correctly. I still don't have the appropriate space, but I make do with what I have right now. Uh, eventually I will be able to clear an area out for the vibe, but I'm playing it standing and there's still stuff in my way, but I'm, I'm, I'm still trying to play and it's, it's, it's much better now that I actually have the, um, sensors mounted onto the wall. So, uh, that's, that's good. And been having fun playing things like job simulator and all that don't really have too much to say about those to be honest just shooting guns and throwing things at people and stuff like that so with the upgrade to your pc and the vibe itself how much would you sort of say roughly you've put down to get into the vr space i don't even know because it's just i just get the i just get this stuff anyway um so like before, I was even like wanting wanting to get like a VR headset or, or anything. I got a nine eighty. I got you know a new motherboard with a new CPU and new RAM and this and that. Um, so I can't really I can't really say because I just upgrade my computer anyway. I know I know the Vive was about like nine hundred USD uh, with like tax and shipping and everything. So. Uh, at least nine hundred dollars. <laughs> That's quite scary. Yeah. Well, on top of, I I built almost a new computer out of scratch. Um, so yeah. Yeah. Do you know what the other scary thing is? Uh, the PC. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Oh. The PC that I've got that I do all my editing, all my gaming. Well, I don't do much gaming, but all the simple games that I play on the PC. I built this PC up for about, it was about £50 and then I bought a 70 quid graphics card. So about, say about £150. So what's that, about $210? Yeah, but I'm sure your your computer can't really handle modern games. Or mo- mo- like modern AAA games, I should say. Um, I've not had any troubles with anything. I mean, well, true, what, after running low. But what but... have you been trying to play? Like, management games? Oh, no, I've got loads of stuff. Like what? I don't know. I don't really play games on the PC. <laughs> That's the point. <laughs> I mean, like, 
There's nothing wrong with not playing games on PC. I'm just trying to understand, like, what's the most intense game that you would play on the PC? Well, I mean, I've got some of the racing games. Like Codemasters or? No, the oh, the one doing? that will be coming to Xbox and PS4 this year. What are you doing yourself if you don't have a Codemasters racing game? Well, I've, I've got a few. I've got the okay. grid games and... Yeah, they're they're great. So I I downloaded the Formula One demo and that ran fine. Okay. You know, so yeah, no, like when 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 racing gets to, uh, like Formula One and even a little bit before that, I'm out. <laughs> but like, I can play grid stuff uh, for the most part. Like, I I like to play the first one because I find it to be the best. Uh, the only problem is they there it does get to that point where it's just like I don't know you bought like a supercar it flies in the air or something like that goes five million miles per hour or, or something. So before we go any further, I will just sort of say, Ben, you're a dick. What happened? And I'm not going to talk about Virtua Fighter two anymore. Wait, what? What's going on here? What did I miss? Someone that I work with, as he walked past me, showed me his phone and he was listening to the podcast. Yeah. And then he's made some snack comments saying, I do talk about Virtua Fighter way too much. Do you? I don't know. I don't remember you talking about Virtua Fighter. <laughs> Although my like... memory is not the best thing in the world. I do like Virtua Fighter, though. It's a good game. Okay. I, I've so, never really played the earlier Virtual Fighters, so... I loved... I mean, the original on the Saturn wasn't great, and then they did the Virtual Fighter remix, which was brilliant, but it was too close to Virtual Fighter 2, so people weren't that bothered, and they were just waiting for Virtual Fighter 2, which was amazing. And then 3 was good, but that was on... No, it no sorry, 3 wasn't very good, it was 4 that was good. It... Do you like them so much that you can tell me how many polygons each character has in each generation of Virtual Fighter games? No. Okay. I'm sure. I'm sure. Like, the characters have like three or four in the first game. No, I'd say in the first game you'd be looking at about fifty to a hundred per character. <laughs> oh, they, that much, huh? That they were polygons. square little characters. <laughs> yeah, I've I've seen the first Virtual Fighter. <laughs> But the sneaky thing is, Virtua Fighter 2, I'm almost certain, had fewer polygons. They were just much higher Wait, really? sprites that they mapped to the polygons that made it look a lot better. You mean textures? Yeah, texture sprites. Okay. Anyway, what were you going to say before we talked about Virtua Fighter? Yeah. <laughs> Would you like to read the sponsored link this week because you know I what happened last, last time when I read it <laughs> yeah but I, I read it last week but but you realize what happened last time when I read it right it's fine it's fine it's fine yeah <sighs> fine this week we are sponsored by audible want to listen to free and interesting books try the audible 30-day trial and join audible today you can enjoy your first listen on us for free. Of course, if you don't like your audiobook, then you can exchange it for another free. So what are you waiting for? Visit www.audibletrial.com/ougi. 
Try the Audible 30-day trial right now. Perfect. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> and we might be having a little limited edition thing sorted where we put some of our podcasts and some of the outtakes of the documentary on a, like a, it looks like an audio cassette, but it's, it's actually like a USB stick in the shape of an audio cassette within a, a like a case. Okay. And we might be selling some of them with the warm gaming stuff on. So that's coming. That's the, the podcaster documentary. Yes. I I watched a little bit of that and it's like the person asking a question <laughs> and then and then you could hear everybody else fine. It's like what it what is he what is he asking? <laughs> it was like it was like I was playing a game. I had to figure out what the question was according to the answer that was given. <laughs> and that was actually recording on a really high end um, like audio and recording equipment. I don't believe that. And the other ones, they sure were just all... Are you sure it wasn't recorded on that snowball that was next to him? That he was not pointing to? Oh, no, I mean, like, the, the webcam... the Not webcam. They had a proper video camera because his friend is actually works in, like, TV stuff. Well, they didn't... They must have not set it up correctly or something happened in <laughs> post-production because it was very low. I haven't, I didn't go in and tweak the audio. Okay. I just put all the files together. Okay. In one long, massive, four hour chunk. Okay. And it's got to be cut down to about 60 minutes. Okay. So. Okay. But anyway. Okay. What have you been playing this week, George? Oh, what have I been playing? Um, Just to get this out of the way, played some PS2 stuff, mostly just like. Smackdown versus Raw games, wrestling stuff. This is and that. Not too much of that, but uh, I did play Mirror's Edge Catalyst. Ooh. And um, <clears throat> it's a good game, but there's a lot I could talk about, actually, for this game. Uh, so so the thing is, in the in the first game, it was, you know, it was a linear game that was about... Um, free running um not parkour because parkour is a different thing if i'm not getting this wrong i think free running is more about getting to the destination and parkour is more about looking cool i think something i like don't that. know it's just people running around jumping off stuff yeah but there's different they're different <laughs> yeah. kinds of things um which people get it wrong but it's like i don't i don't expect them to be experts but uh, anyway, anyway, it's not about that. Um, you know, the first game was linear, and there were like a few different ways to get to your point B. But in this game, it's like open world. Um, there's a few problems with that, although I do like the open world feel. It's just... They did the the thing where you get experience and you level up, and with the level ups, you can unlock new things like new combat moves and this and that. It's kind of like a far cry in a way of that. And like, I feel that's not the way to go with this game. Although I get, I guess it kind of works, but, um, they added 
new ways that like uh running up walls and all all this and that all the running mechanics work they added new stuff so now there's things uh like i think it's called a mag rope and it's basically just like a magnetic grappling hook that you can use on specific parts of the world um that's kind of cool but you can't really do many cool things with it because it's just like you can't get to the other side of the city because there's too much space. So then like you eventually go unlock the mag rope from the story and then, Oh, Hey, now you can swing here. And it's just like this, this sphere that's just like hanging in the air. Uh, I think it's like on a rope or something. I don't fucking know. Or it's just, I think it might just be floating in the air, but it's just, it's just used for blocking off a part of the city until you get far enough in the story and you know a lot of games do that but it's i it feels weird and then they uh you can get upgrades that do things like oh this ladder's too high for you to get so now you just attack attach your mag rope to it and pull it down it's it's like okay i guess um but there's this thing with mirror's edge and they kept it in this one where you have to figure out how to get to where you need to get and it's kind of like a puzzle in a way the only problem is in this game it it uses runner runner vision i believe it's called they use runner vision as a means of like a waypoint system like as if it's gps in real life and it's 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 really weird so i have it set on classic which i do not see the difference between full and classic because classic is supposed to be um, as if it's the first game, but it doesn't really seem uh, like that. And uh, it, like it even it even goes as far as showing you arrows uh, on the walls and stuff where to go. Sometimes um, there's no point in having that because on the walls you will see like footprints, which which, which this is really stupid. They put footprints in places where, oh, hey, you can walk, you can run on the wall here, or hey, you can run up the wall. Like, <laughs> uh, if somebody's playing this game and they're not thinking, oh, maybe I can run on the wall and get to my destination, or I can run up the wall, turn 180 degrees, and jump up to, like, a ledge or something, you know, you shouldn't really be playing this game. But uh, they there's so many hand-holdy things, and it's... Like, that's coming up in a lot of games, and it's really bothering me. Um, and I realize that if I go back and play an older game now, because I'm not used to not really having hand-holdy stuff, um, the game may or may not be harder for me. Uh, uh, just trying to think... Combat! So, in the first game, people complained that the com- there was no need for combat, and I completely agree that Mirror's Edge had no use for combat. So instead of them thinking of not adding combat into this game or making it very minor, they decided to go full force with combat. Um, you cannot use firearms as far as I see in this game uh, because they're because the the cannon is um, they're locked they're like DNA locked out to you or something like that some like Metal Gear Solid Four bullshit or something. I was gonna say Judge Dread. Uh, sure. I know nothing about Judge Dredd. <laughs> but, um, sure. If it's like that, then sure. 
Um, you, so you can't, as, as far as I've seen in this game, which I've been playing for, for a good amount now, uh, you cannot use weapons. But they went like full force on the combat. Uh, you can strafe. Um, if you're in a fight with somebody, you can actually like kite around them with a specific button press. Um, there's combat unlocks when you level up. It's and the problem is like it actually kind of works, but the problem is it doesn't work all the time because you need to have momentum. And there are a lot of times where they put you in a place where it's a it's a small area, and it's really hard to get away and try to like wall run, jump off, and kick a guy in the face, something like that. It's 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 hard to get these moves done in a lot of the spaces where they put you in a place where there's like five guys you need to fight. But there's some cool aspects to it where you can you can do. Um, like if you're if you're moving left or right and you try to use the heavy attack button, uh, you'll kick, and you'll kick in a direction. And what it will do is it will move that enemy to a direction they could bump into other people and hurt them, or they can actually fall off rails and die. Uh, the problem is the AI is so dumb, but the combat is kind of hard in places where the AI doesn't really matter that much. They just attack you and you'll just die. But, uh, so an example of dumb AIs, I was being chased by enemies, which, um, these, these soldiers are basically called Kruger Sec, and Kruger is the company, the corp, the huge corporation that is basically in control of the city. Um, Kruger Sec guys were following me, so I was running, and I, there was a pipe, so, so we were, we were coming to the end of, of this building. And there's a pipe there. So I was running and I looked down and I slid down the pipe a little bit. And the guys just kept running and they ran off the building and died. Like that, that, that's, that's the AI. That's how the AI works. Oh, let's keep chasing her. Oh shit. There's nowhere else to run. Let's just keep fucking running and fall and die. And, uh, it was funny cause I saw one of their bodies on like a lower, uh, portion of, uh, another building's roof. <laughs> so so stupid but um i'm still enjoying the game i think i'm gonna turn off the runner vision and see how how that fares me maybe maybe i'll be able to actually think of where to go or, or, or something instead of relying on hey runner vision tell me how to get to my destination um and they added a whole map thing where you can look at how to get to your destination through waypoints and stuff and it's 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 fun but it, it still has a lot of problems and I still think they shouldn't have had the combat. But uh, talking about hand-holding, <laughs> I also played uh, Gabriel Knight, Sins of the Fathers. I've never heard of that game. It's an old, uh, I believe it's, yeah, it's it's an old DOS game. Um, oh, God. Yeah, it's an adventure. What do you mean, oh, God? DOS games are actually pretty good. But, it's like um, the old Championship Manager. That was a DOS game. Yeah, but management games suck. Um, <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm sure that one sucked though. Uh, <laughs> anyway, yeah, no, this is an adventure game and I do like adventure games, but I don't play them that often. The problem is this game is so difficult because there's a lot of like pixel hunting to try to get items and you have to like go around and like try to show this guy the same picture five times and try you know, like try to show somebody the magnifying glass. And it's like, I don't know what I'm doing. And 
then you just stumble upon stuff because nothing makes sense in a lot of adventure games. But um, this game, I haven't really unraveled the, the, the plot too much right now, but right now it's about this guy who um, owns uh, a rare book, a, a bookstore that sells rare books, not a bookstore that is rare, but a bookstore that sells rare books. And he's trying to get knowledge about voodoo and there's this murderer going around it's like mood uh it's like voodoo murders or something and you're just trying to figure out what's going on and and you're trying to figure out about voodoo and stuff like that it's that's basically as far as i got and i played for i don't know like an hour and a half or something like that so far i just i am so stuck but i don't want to use a <laughs> fact and i don't want to watch a walkthrough because that ruins the game so uh, I'm sure eventually a light bulb will light up inside my head and I'll uh, I'll uh, just say, oh, maybe I have to, I don't know, like stick my dick in the fucking faucet or something. But yeah. Um, and also I played apparently one of your favorite games, uh, Flat Out Ultimate Carnage. I do like the Flat Out games. Yeah. I mean, have you tried the... I can't even remember what the hell they called it now, but the the new one that they're doing. Next card game, Wreckfest? Yeah, Wreckfest, yeah. Yeah, um, I own it, and I've owned it since, like... Well, it's still in pre-alpha, so I don't even... Like, basically the beginning of the development of this game, when they put it out. I've, I've I tell you it. what, it's... I've had it for about two years, I'd say, and it's still... <laughs> it's still not out, is it? No, it's still pre-alpha. I mean, like, this is an ambitious game because it has... A lot of physics going on. You know, there's a lot of cars. They, they they don't even have all the cars in the game yet, let alone names for them. But, you know, they just... F- not fully implemented, but they finally expanded upon the whole part system of, like, buying new parts and stuff like leveling up crew from experience and getting money. And, like, that's not a game that can be finished within, like, two years. It's a lot of work. And also... This isn't a huge development team. This is a small development team in, I think they're somewhere in Scandinavia or something. Isn't it? Is it Finland? Might yeah, they might be from Finland. I think that's right. You know, it's not. It's not a huge development team. What did you think of their Ridge Racer game? Ridge Racer Unbounded. Okay, I figured that was the one that they did. Um, I played. I haven't played too much of it, but I did. I did kind of like it. It felt kind of like Burnout though, which was. Weird. It was a. It was a good game, yeah. but it wasn't a Ridge Racer game. But no. it was a good arcade racer. No, it wasn't. It was fun. So it's funny. It's a really good game, but it's not a Ridge Racer game. But it's. It doesn't fit in the series, but it's definitely like if you took the Ridge Racer name out and named it. Some I don't know some stupid throwaway title like Racers Unbounded or or something like that. Like you wouldn't say like oh this kind of feels like Ridge Racer, but it's still a good game that you would buy. Like you would buy it and enjoy the game if you do like these kinds of games. But it it, but did, me, it, it was really interesting and it felt like Burnout. But... To me, it felt more like the flat out games when you got onto the actual circuit racing. See, it didn't feel like that to me. Like I said, it felt more like a burnout because there was like takedown stuff and bullshit, wasn't there? Yeah, but and also, didn't the world didn't the world kind of change as you were racing? Or no, I think I'm thinking of the 
You might actually be thinking of the Disney, Disney game. No, Split no, no, second. No, no, no. no. Not, like, not destroying things. That was a things. great game. That was an amazing game. Okay, so this is what I remember. There was, there's a track where you can boost through a wall, a brick wall and you'll just... Oh, yeah, through. you can okay, power yeah. boost through it's yeah, shortcuts. Yeah, yeah. Okay, not changing the world, but like breaking impo- like almost impossible things, and like new- yeah, not really losing speed going through. Like, yeah, you can go thing. through like the middle of a building, sort of thing. Yeah, yeah, that's what I was thinking of. Not not changing the world. Um, You've reminded me. Split set. That was a great game. Uh, I played the demo. I thought it was alright. What, what it. I really liked uh, was Motorstorm. I believe it was called Apocalypse. I don't own never, it, but never played I played it. the demo, and it's like the world is falling apart as you race, I believe. From what I've heard, it's supposed to be the best game in the series, but oh, Sony just know. didn't so, push it. I, so the thing is, I only have the first MotorStorm, and I did not complete that yet. And uh, I wasn't a huge I fan of the first games. one. Yeah, see, the first one is like really rough to play. It it's looks good, really, but it's oh yeah, it still looks really bloody awesome. hard though. Bloody hard. Oh yeah, um, especially like when you're racing on like an ATV. <laughs> it's like, oh hey, how's it going, guy? <laughs> Fucking pickup truck rams you. It's like, oh thanks. I mean, I don't know about you, but the flat out series, I always thought they were quite hard as well. Um, I I, I didn't really find the flat out games to be hard. The only problem is the earlier ones were a little simplistic, but they were still fun. But this was, you know, the earlier ones were the whole, hey, throw the guy out of the windshield and have fun. And, like, I really like that. And the damage, like, the damage for the cars is, like, nothing I've seen around that time. And this stuff yeah. was, like, PlayStation 2. You know, like, they did port it to the PC. And the PC I, I, port I played it actually... on the Xbox. Right, right. It, yeah. <laughs> it was ported to, the, it, was, it was made for those consoles, but it was ported yeah. to PC. Um, I did not originally play it for PC, but I have... Um, the three canon games because there is a flat out three and it's fucking garbage and not made by Bugbear, but um, like the, the first one was was still good, um, although it was kind of simplistic, but it made up with like car with the stuff you can do with the cars. Where like, you know, this was this was before GTA, you know, had this whole smash the cars thing where. The car would just like deform in like awesome ways, you know. So, for some reason, like this is something that I really love is just when like a game gets it right in the way that it's not super realistic, but it's just like you can fuck your car up and just have it so messed up, and you can just still drive it because fuck you. But uh, that's fun. And then Flat Out Two is a little different. With that, it still kind of worked the same way, but not really. And then our Ultimate Carnage came out, and the damage was kind of more realistic, kind of in a way. But it was still it was still cool because you would still be able to smash cars up in crazy ways. It just didn't go as far as the first game did, um, and I feel like the first game is the best thing for that. But I feel like the best game to play in this series would be Ultimate Carnage because it's kind of like a tie-up between the first two, but with, like, improved physics and stuff. I'm just looking at the trailer for Flat Out 3, and, yeah, it does look pretty bad. I have it on PC. I don't know why I didn't return... I don't know why I didn't do the Steam return, 
but um, it's not made by Bugbear. No, it's Team Six Studios. Yeah, and the game starts like the game literally. It's twenty five pound. I don't remember when I I bought. I actually bought a flat out package, so that's how I got it. I didn't even. Yeah, there's the flat out pack. The flat out complete pack, thirty five pound. Yeah, which is super worth it just for one, two, and Ultimate Carnage. Um, but like the, the flat out, like I played this for like. 10 minutes or something it start. it literally starts out with you already in a race and for you to win you actually have to get first place and that's the only thing and the game is really tough to control and the crashes are really dumb it's it's fucking garbage uh maybe i'll make a video showing how shitty that game is because like it's very upsetting and i want people to know to stay away from that game very far away i mean i don't know about you but when the PS1 came out, they had Destruction Derby on it. Uh, you know, I have that game and I have not played it yet. And to me, that game was so simple and basic. Well, and when fun? they went to... N- n- not really. Okay. <laughs> but when they actually developed Destruction Derby 2, that's one of my all-time favourite games. Was that still on the, the PS1? Yeah, still PS1. Okay. But they changed it so much, it looks... Totally different. But wasn't the first one pretty close to the release of the, the PlayStation? Yeah, I think it was a launch game. Um, that it might have been in the UK. Okay, so I don't know much about UK launch. Because it was done by Signosis, who is a UK-based what? team. I don't, I, don't, I don't believe that is a... North Same American as Wipeout. I, I, I basically, yeah, I basically know about, like... North American launch of PlayStation, not like European or UK or whatever. Yeah. So you you might be right. But yeah, no, that game if if not launched, it was like really early in the PlayStation life. So like you have to cut it some slack, you know. Oh um, yeah, it was the first time working in like full three D. Right. You can't cut slack for like early PS4 or Xbox One games though. Like No. Like come on. What do you they're the same games, just a slightly better resolution. And better <laughs> oh, textures. God. I've fucking hate that shit it's like hey you want to play a remaster of a game that was already in hd but we'll say it's hd anyway like what yes. the fuck are you talking about oh so i i, I don't know i don't want to like get super far ahead i don't even know if you have this here but like apparently there's a rumor going around that there might be a skyrim hd remake yeah which is stupid. You want to make an HD remake of a game, make an HD remake of Morrowind. That game yeah, is overdue for that. You know why they're doing the Skyrim, though, don't you? Because Skyrim's, like, the most popular? No. Why? Because they want to do Skyrim and add the the actual wake and do your own maps or whatever. Are you, your mods. Are you talking about mod support? Yeah, they're going to add mod support into it. For the consoles. I, I I don't know how I feel about mod support on consoles. I really don't. Because it's like... Because it's policed. It's policed by Bethesda. Yeah. And it's like... Pe- you know, people like... You're missing out on like awesome stuff. Like... I don't know. Make people's boobs bigger or something. Was um, that, I know... Just, yeah. Fallout 4 on the Xbox One. That's... Mod support's just basically come out the last few weeks. I've not heard nothing really about it. Yeah, I haven't really heard anything about it either, to be honest. Because normally when something like that happens, those sort of fans are the ones that kick off really badly. 
if it's a broken sort of system. I, I, re- I really, I, I am not qualified to talk about this because I don't know too much about it. But yeah, I don't. So I, I just thought, you know, if it was a bad system or if it was a great system, I'd have heard a lot about it, one way or the I other. But I've heard nothing. Know, are they? Are they allowing mods to increase performance for the game or or fix bugs? Because there are mods out there to like fix bugs and other things. Mm. <laughs> That'd be I funny. don't know. It's a crazy system. Crazy. I don't, I don't know. Anyway, what, what were what were we talking about? Flat I out. I think we just finished talking about flat out. Um, I didn't even really talk too much about Ultimate Carnage yet, though. I mean, what is there to say, though? It's it's great. Uh, you should buy it. It's on Xbox. It, mi- it might be on PS3. Or, I should say, Xbox 360. It's um, definitely 360. Yeah, I know. It's I actually own the 360 version as well. Yeah. Um, it's on 360. I don't know about PS3. If it is, pick it up. Um, oh, actually, I'm actually looking at it right now on, on, on uh, Xbox 360. I didn't realize I put it on my shelf. But anyway... Um, and it's and it's on PC and it's a really good PC port. Um, there might be a way to patch out the live su- the Windows Live support, but uh, I just I decided to bite the bullet and just install it. And hey, you know what? I got an achievement while I was playing it, so fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> I don't care as long as I'm getting cheat now. I, I, just, I don't know. I really don't care about games for Windows Live. If I could patch it out, I might I might do it, but uh, I don't know. But it's it's definitely worth worth it. Um, getting because it's a really good PC port. I think I've got it on the PC. I think I'm not. Sure. I think I had it picked up in the sale sometime. It's not really that resource intensive either. I don't know. I've got hundreds of games. Pff, hundreds. I have like seven hundred games on Steam. I can't bother to load it up and have a look because it'll hit the performance of the podcast sort of recording (laughs) (laughs) it'll just die so is that all you've been doing this week oh yeah basically so i guess the first thing i will start off with is a shame that chris isn't here because me and him had a bit of a disagreement about the marvel sort of Captain America Civil War. Oh, I remember this. And I watched the X-Men Apocalypse movie. I, I actually thought it was really good. Okay. And he, he said that the X-Men one was trash. But I think it was so much better than the Marvel one. You guys are like on the opposite side of the spectrum. The ZX Probably. spectrum. That's but yeah, I mean... I still think the X-Men movies, it's a shame that they got a big name actor to be like Magneto and Mystique. Who's Magneto? He's, oh God, Fassbender. I don't, I don't know who that is. Michael Fassbender. Oh, oh, Michael Fassbender. Okay. All right. And... Because both of them two are really big actors, they've been written more and more into the story, but 
if you go like through the comics and cartoons and that, they were like bit part characters. Yeah. Yeah. You know, which to me is, I mean, Mystique, she's not the leader of the bloody X-Men, but because it's Jennifer Lawrence, they have to give her the main starring role. She's the leader of the pack. You know her well. She's finally back <laughs> to, to kick some tail. So that's my only problem with it. You know, I, I thought it wasn't too bad. And I mean, a lot of these movies, you're not meant to sit there and concentrate on them. It's just sit there for two hours, eat popcorn and just watch explosions. I mean, <laughs> some people like to find something deeper in movies, but... If that's what you're looking for, then that's Well, fine. you know, these eight like, summer blockbuster sort of movies, there's not many of them that also have really deep storylines. Yeah. Yep. I thought you were going to sort of think of one and say one then. No, no, no. <laughs> I couldn't, I, you know, if you asked me and gave me like two days, I wouldn't be able to think of anything. Um, nah. It's just, it's just like, yeah, no, these, this is what these movies are about. It's about, let me stick my dick in your ear and hopefully your head explodes. Uh, <laughs> um, it's not like uh, about story. Like they'll do a throwaway thing where like, I don't know, uh, Cyclops shat in my cereal and now we have to go rebel against Turok. I don't know why I thought of Turok. <laughs> I couldn't think of it anyone else. He's a dinosaur hunter. <laughs> well, not in the new ones. He's some kind of space marine or some shit. Yeah, that was bad. That was stupid. I actually own like a on uh, I have I it on three sixty and I have it on PC, I think. I had it I had it on three sixty just because I, I picked it up for like a tenner brand new. But I mean that first game is rough too. Like, like It is now, but back then it was really good. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I love that game. Um uh, yeah, no, a lot of those games are rough. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So, getting into some games then. The first one that I put a bit of time into was Meridian Squad 22. That's an RTS? It's basically... The best way I can describe it is Command and Conquer. So, it's like an RTS? Resource management RTS. Okay. With the fog of war around so you can't see the enemy and stuff. That's a lot of RTS games, so yes. (laughs) And... I've not played a game like this where it's designed exclusively for PC because a lot of games I play on the big screen. Yeah, they want to get into the console market with that shit. But, like, you can't do that. You You can't really do that. I mean, my biggest problem with it was, one, it was bloody hard, really hard. But biggest problem was the text on the screen. I had to put my face right up to my little monitor to actually be able to read the bloody thing. Well, that's the problem. You have a little monitor. I've got two little monitors, two 20-inch monitors. What's the resolution on them? uh, 1080. Oh, okay. But they're only like 20-inch, I think. That might be the problem. I have like 27 inches. Yeah, I've only got two little 20-inch ones. Well, they might even be 19-inch. Yeah, it's... Uh, <laughs> I would like I would like a new t- a new like TV, but what are you gonna do? Uh, complain? Nah. <laughs> but I was pleasantly surprised at how good this game was. 
I wasn't actually expecting much from it. It sounded and... like a good game. I mean, I'm not super into RTS uh, games. If anything, like I'll play like a turn-based strategy game. But I, I mean, know, I think the reason why I liked it, it felt really like Command and Conquer. You know, like you had to build up your tower, your sort of like your buildings to generate your troops, and you had to go and get crystals and that to power the energy and whatever. Right. So it was very similar to the Command and Conquer. Um, but you can zoom in, zoom out, rotate around, and it was fun. Fun little game. I guess the biggest game that I played this week was Valentino Rossi, the game. I, I saw you. I saw that you were streaming that. I did not watch. What What is that game? It's uh, it's this year's Moto, well, official MotoGP game. Okay. But because they've got the Valentino Rossi license, which is like a famous bike racer. I was going to ask, is that an actual person? <laughs> yeah, I, I think so. I'm, I'm not a bike fan. so. Okay. But I saw a trailer for it a few months ago, and I was intrigued because it's got the f- this year's full season of MotoGP. Is this, so is this like a super realistic moto gp game or is this more yes like, okay so it's really hard for me to play those games yes because because <laughs> it's, it's, it's fucking difficult it's yes i think i'd have a better time like actually riding a motorcycle and i i, I can't i'm never even ridden or like let alone like i have trouble riding a bike so like a bicycle <laughs> so but the thing that I liked about this game, it's got the full MotoGP 2016 season career. It's also got flat track racing, which is basically speedway, where you just blitz around to tr- like a mud track or a dirt track. Okay. And like sliding around the corners, which is really fun. And it's also got rally. So it's got actual proper cars that you race around. And, oh, okay. You know, so it's actually got loads of different disciplines and it's I mean I've only put a few hours into it I mean like an idiot I forgot that you put your disc into the machine and yes it loads up and whatnot but it still takes 20 minutes for it all to download from the disc onto the hard drive you played this on a console on PS4 okay and so I played through the first bit and then I played a bit of the the other track racing. No, sorry, the flat track, the mud tracks. And I went to do some of the rally and it said, this is not installed yet. So I went to do the MotoGP. It's like, this is not installed yet. So I turned it off and I had to do it the next day and tried it. And I tell you what, the bikes are very squiggly. A lot more than... I mean, I don't know if the you remember... Control. Yeah. Okay. You know, like, you when you sort of like lean into the corners, the back wheel, it wiggles and flicks a bit. And you can, I've actually proper buckled off the bike, like flipped off the bike. Did you retire from that? No, it just fades to black and start again. Okay. Yeah. You know, Wasn't, it, I, I think there's like a MotoGP game out there for like 360 or something where like there's an achievement to retire the first race or something like that like re- your whole career you retire on your first race or some bullshit like that 
and you have to like like do a crazy crash. I don't I don't know. No, I I don't know, but I don't know about you, but the world of proper full racing, there's been a, f- a few deaths recently, and I, th- you know, they're going about safety in that, and I don't I don't follow any of that stuff. Yeah, it's. I think it's because I love Formula One, so I watched that, and you see, I think they said that Fernando Alonso he crashed a couple of about a month ago. And they said at the highest G sort of point of the crash, he actually hit, I think it was 46 Gs. I don't know what that means. Basically, if you have two Gs in a corner, that basically means you've doubled your body weight into the corner. Oh, shit. So as you turn, your head's twice as heavy trying to go the opposite way. Right. So in that crash, because it was like 180 mile an hour flipping, and when it hit the gravel, that was his body hitting a speed of like 46G. So it's like 46 times his body weight slamming into the ground. Holy shit. And I'm almost sure, I mean, true, it's not real science-ish, but on like Mythbusters, I'm sure they said if you have about 50 Gs, that's almost certain death. Because the human body can't take that sudden stop. I'm assuming this guy died. No, he got out of the car almost within a couple of seconds. And he basically said he got out so fast because his mum was watching and he didn't want to worry her. (laughs) But he sort of went off afterwards and then he had to miss the next race because I think he had two broken ribs. Oh, shit. Because I guess that tight into the cockpit, they can't move. Yeah, no, I don't. And, I don't understand F one. It's like drive this car that goes five hundred miles per hour. <laughs> Fuck, man, I can't even drive a car that goes like ten miles an hour. But yeah, it's crazy. So yeah, Valentina Rossi. The game's not out for another week, so I can't really go into much detail about how it is. It good. I can't go into that kind of detail. <laughs> Do you give it the thumbs up? <laughs> I can't give you that kind of detail. The next game that I did play is called Phoenix Furia. Furia? Is it Furia? I think it is. Uh, I think it was originally going to be called Phoenix Fury, but they weren't allowed to call it that for legal reasons. Wait, what? Which, why? I don't know. I got the email, but I didn't read it. Oh, <laughs> good job. <laughs> <laughs> but from what I've played, it's... From the email, it basically said it's Super Meat Boy meets Sonic the Hedgehog. Okay. But so you you end up playing with your meat. It's just Super Meat Boy that style graphics with you know small characters, right? Like fast, and I just found it very simple and not very good. Okay. I mean, there's a review of it on the website. I don't think the reviewer liked it much either. They gave it two stars. Like, I played Super Meat Boy before. I actually own it. I love Meat Boy. I feel like it's all right. It's not my kind of game. So I don't really have a place to say anything about this. uh, I love when you do, like, death after death after death after death, and then you actually complete the level, and you get 
hundreds of little guys running at the same time when you complete the level showing all your deaths. See, like... Yeah, no, I just like crazy RPGs that are like, I don't know, like, play this game and... Oh, I'm just going to grind for 20 hours, even though the game doesn't want me to do that. So, <laughs> or, like, some kind of racing game or some kind of action game. But I don't know, I actually kind of... I think I'm going to like that Homefront game. I didn't play. No. I didn't play too much of it, but I feel like I'm actually going to kind of like that new Homefront game. I'll tell you Although one a lot game. Of don't like it. Seems as you like the flat out games, and I guess you like a bit of the arcadey racing games. Uh, yes, and no. it really depends on what the game's like. What did you think of like the sort of like the Wipeout games? I never really played Wipeout. Because there's a new game, I think it's still in early access, called Distance. Distance. I think I've heard of this. It, even though it's still early access, it's one of my favourite games of the last couple of years. Hmm. So good. I mean, it's basically just proper, like, I mean, how do I describe it? Do you remember, oh, I've completely blanked. Monolith, they met the first person shooters, Fear. Yeah. Do you know the bits in Fear where you're walking, where you go near the, is it Amala, the spirit woman thing? Um, and then all of a sudden the whole. Alma? Alma. Okay. The whole, like, the background completely changed and. Yeah. All the spooky music and whatnot. That's similar to how this game plays, like, you're racing along. And you're basically the girl inside. Just runs in front of the road. <laughs> <laughs> it's, you're, you're racing within a computer code that's been infected. Oh, okay. And you're like racing along, and then all of a sudden the whole background goes proper weird and distorted, and it is so good. That's that sounds interesting. I, I'm going to have to take a look about. There is sections in it which are proper mind-bendingly difficult. Where you need a, a a pad to play it. I have a 360 pad. Because it's got sections in it where you're racing along the floor. And then all of a sudden the track disappears but it's above you. What the fuck? So basically, can you remember Rush 2049, was it? No, what was that? It was San Francisco Rush, like an arcade racer. But you actually had oh, okay. wings. I you could like... I never played that game, but yeah. So you could, like, fly and glide. Right. And this game copies that kind of mechanic. So you have to do a jump to leave the track, flip the car around with your boosts, and hope you're close enough to the ceiling, because then you stick to the ceiling, then the, com the view switches back around so you're racing on the ceiling. That's weird, but sounds awesome. And then there's other bits in it where there's a section... It's maybe only within the game world, like 50 meters or whatever, but where you've got no power whatsoever and you're just using your little boosts, like rocket boosts, to go, actually fly through the level. But because there's no gravity, it's just it's very slow and all the music and sound cuts completely out. Hmm. It's so good. And I'd easily recommend that. You know, so distance. But probably the best game I've played this week 
I don't know if you remember Steam World Dig from a few years ago. I do. Um, I kind of liked it. I didn't play too, too much of it. Uh, I got a decent. I wasn't game. a big fan of it. Okay. No, I can see why because, like, I don't know, that game bored me after a little bit. But I'm one of these weird people that yes, you I weird. don't, I don't think that Metroid or Castlevania are very good. See, I it's. See, I I understand what you mean, but I think you're wrong in a way. Like, I don't, I'm not really into those games. And I understand where you're coming from, but I don't think they're bad games. Oh, no, not bad. It's not for me. I just don't get on right. with them. Right. Like, and, like me. I'm not really, they're not really for me. But if I was to do my all-time top games list, I would. they wouldn't be anywhere near it. Right. Right. But a lot of websites in America... Oh, yeah. They seem to have Metroid or Castlevania 1, 2 within the top 5 every time. Or Symphony of the Night. Yeah. 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 I, yeah. They're not um, So SteamWorld Dig was that type of game. Nah. It, it had is elements Is it that type of, that. of game that you, you don't like? Or is it that type of... Are you saying that it's that type of game like a Metroid or a Castlevania? Because it's not really like those games. Wait, I just don't like the fact that you have to go down, get bits and bobs, go back up to buy better abilities to be able to go back down again to go further, then to go back up to... Okay. I don't like the constant going back over yourself. Okay, yeah. So, like, it. there are games that are kind of like that that I do like, but SteamWorld Dig has didn't really grab me. Like, I thought it was cool and interesting, but I did get bored of it eventually. But, I mean, the new game in the series, SteamWorld Heist... Looks completely different. It's got the same kind of graphical style. Right, it has the same aesthetic. But, uh, yeah. But, it, but is it like a shooter? What is it? It's... I guess... It's very similar to the new... Sort of... XCOM games. What? Where you actually have... At the moment, I've got two people I control, and I can move them so many points oh, on so the it's, map. Oh, it's so a, it's a turn-based strategy game? It's a turn-based shooter. Wait, what? Because once you set your character up, you have full range of control of where you shoot towards the enemy. Huh. And you can duck behind barrels and you can shoot into the scenery to bounce off walls and hit the character that's hiding behind stuff. Is is this game out? I think it came out, yes. Okay. It's on PC and PS4 and PS Vita. I, I might take a look at this. It's... Yeah, it's good. I, I, I'm assuming you like it. Yes. <laughs> it sounds That sounds really interesting. I mean, I really wanted to like SteamWorld Dig because we've had the development person team from Image and Form that made the games on the podcast two or three times. And he's always been nice enough to actually send over when we had our 100th podcast and 150th podcast. They were nice enough to send over congratulation messages, give us codes for games to give away and stuff. Oh, awesome. So I've always liked them very much but i just couldn't like the game i mean the thing is that doesn't mean you have to go play their oh, game yeah. and like it it's just that 
Uh, yeah. It's very nice of them to do that, though. But this game... Oh, it's so good. So good. Yeah, no, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna have to take a look at that because that sounds really interesting. Yeah, it's a complete mashup of genres that I just didn't expect to click. Right. But it's so fun because you can actually, as you've like used up your spaces and whatnot, and then as you're aiming, you can actually do like proper headshots, and then the little guy just disintegrates into little bits on the floor. Oh, great. <laughs> But yeah, so that's fun, and I don't know whether to mention this or not, but there was a new game that just came out, I think it was Xbox One and PS4, called Heart and Slash, which the PR people emailed it over to me saying it's like a scrolling beat-em-up spiritual successor. Okay. And Final Fight is one of my all-time favourite games. I love that game so much. So I was like, yes, I love this game. I love that genre. I want the code. Give it to me now. <laughs> and they, they gave us two codes so I could play it and give us it to someone else to review. And unfortunately, it's a full 3D game okay. that looks very simple. So it looks like it's been made by one or two man team. Okay. And it's a behind the back view. Ooh, okay. So as you're walking around... It, yeah. Do you like it's, it? It's no. <laughs> you could you just flat out no, it's not like It's really? got some good things where you've got three different swords or abilities. The main one that you just use as normal with the heavy attack or light attack. Right. Hold the left I don't know if it's trigger or the button. And it changes to the other one, but you have to keep your finger on the button. What? And if you let go of that and press the other button, it changes to the third one. So that's so you can, as you're doing combos, you can press the other buttons to mix in the different weapons in the combos. Okay, that sounds interesting, but like also sounds difficult. Yes. It sounds like you're playing Twister with your fingers on the controller. I mean, to be fair, I can't say it's a bad game. I didn't get past the... I only loaded it up to have a quick go... And I didn't get past the tutorial. I just got past the tutorial and it started at the beginning of the game and I turned it off. Is is there online multiplayer? I didn't see that. Okay, so maybe if anything, like local multiplayer? I... Don't tell me it's a single player only beat-em-up because like, beat-em-ups that are only single player are not the best. Like you always From what I one, saw, it looked very single-player focused. That's weird. Again, I might be wrong because I've only just quickly... Had a, I only got the code a couple of days ago. Does somebody else and, have it for a review? Yes. Okay. I'd like to see what they say about it. Yeah, I'd like to see what they say as well. <laughs> so, that is all I've been playing. Now... I'm not really going to go into any news. I am going to say we've had a couple of reviews on our podcast on iTunes. So I'm going to read a couple of them out. So Emma gave us five stars and said, If you love gaming and don't take yourself too seriously, this is definitely for you. 
gained lots of insight and loved the nerdy jokes. Okay, how much did you pay this person? A lot. Okay. I'm I'm broke now. All right, well, you should... I'll do a review, and I'll make it five stars, and I'll do a really good review. You you have to pay me a lot of money, though. Like, and then someone called Brown Bear 111. Just ignore me. <laughs> <laughs> By far the best gaming podcast on iTunes for news, gaming humor, and gaming discussions. Okay, you are Great. paying people out. You have to be... <laughs> Great to listen to Waltz Gaming, five stars. Uh, another one that got five stars. I don't know how to pronounce this. It's T-H-F-C-R-B. And it says, up there with the top gaming shows, over 150 episodes is no mean feat for a podcast. It shows quality and dedication. Give them a listen. Another one gave us five stars. Fergumia, Fergumia says, fantastic, absolutely fantastic, love this. And the last one, again, five stars, is from Bexy Boo. And it's, loved this, I learned stuff. I got gaming tips, I giggled and groaned at the humour. That'd be my humour. No, probably my humour. <laughs> <laughs> Not for the serious-faced gamer. Definitely listen for those gamers who like a laugh. I shall be listening regularly now. Wow. Well, so, thanks to everyone. Wow. I mean, I'll just quickly check to see if anyone's reviewed our OUG Talks podcast. Also, what region were you looking at? Because I think they actually break up uh, reviews by I'm region. on my phone, so it'll be just UK region. Okay. I th- I, will you be able to change that on your phone? Uh, I can't. I can't on my phone. Okay. But on the PC iTunes app, I can go to regions there. Right. And we do have people from America that's reviewed us as well. Like one star, or no? We've had I think nine reviews, and they've all been five stars. Wow! All right. Wow! All right. Awesome. That's, but I mean, it's the only o- likes my stupid bullshit and your stupid. It's bullshit. the. OUG Talks one, that's the one. I think we've only got about four reviews, and I'm looking to try and get about ten. Has that so gotten that's... good reception? Again, they're, they're all positive reviews, and yeah. That's awesome. They don't seem as enthusiastic, because it's not really a funny show. It's not like a stupid show. Because no. I'm talking to people that I've never spoken to before, so I have to... Try and be a bit more professional. Right, but it's also, isn't there also parts where it's just us talking? Like, us as, like, people of this group, not like you and me, but... Isn't that I've only ever had one other episode where it's been me and Matt, I think it was, that interviewed someone. Right. And we've had one episode where I didn't manage to get an interview done, so I just left it recording at the end of this pod... Well, not this, you know, like... This main podcast, we just recorded 20 minutes at the end right. and dumped that up. Right. But generally speaking, it's normally me on my own because I, I have to record like Friday morning for the interviews because that's the only sort of time I have off. Yeah. Sounds, sounds rough and tough. But yeah, so that's great. So yeah, please, more reviews. Always nice to get reviews. And who knows? We might start to climb those iTunes charts. Hmm, that'd be pretty cool. So, I mean, did you have any news or 
Should we just call it a day and have a quick one that's just like over an hour long? I'm not. I'm not really good with news, <laughs> so no, I don't have anything. Not a problem. So I will just say, please go to our website. It's oneupgaming.co.uk. We're on Patreon. 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 I think it's. I, pa- I heard it pronounced like Patreon, at least for Patreon. It's it's a weird name. But yeah, we're on that. It's just patreon.com slash O-U-G. We have t-shirts and mugs for sale at bluecyborg.com. Are you okay? Are you dying? I was burping. Oh. My dinner was coming back up. Oh. <laughs> but yeah, so bluecyborg.com. Just search One Up Gaming and you can get mugs with John Hare's face on. That was nice of him to allow us to have stuff with his face on. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) Apparently you wanted me to say something about that. I don't know what to say. It was funny when we did our 60-hour webcast. Uh I was interviewing John Hare while I was wearing a t-shirt with his face on. (laughs) (laughs) And I was just stroking his face as I was talking to him. Okay. Yeah, we, we've had podcasts before where it's like, yeah, don't, don't let John listen to this. He'll get a restraining order out on me. One thing I will say, I'm going to play Expo Glasgow tomorrow. And John Hare's new game, Sociable Soccer, will be playable on the show floor. I thought you were going to say, why don't you guys come out and, <laughs> and say hi? <laughs> no, because the podcast goes up on Sunday and I've already, uh, I'm going on Saturday. Yeah. <laughs> but yes, I'll be getting to play his new game. I might take my camcorder with me and get some footage of stuff. Oh, that'd be really cool if you could do it. Yeah. But, yeah, so we're on Facebook and YouTube and Twitch. We're hopefully starting to launch a, what I'm thinking of calling it is our Friday Live, then with a little comma-ish show. Because what we're maybe doing is just recording 15 half-hour segments each, have little links between them, and I can put it all up as one, like, three-hour, sort of, like, three, four-hour bit on a Friday afternoon, play it right the way through, and then turn it off and start the podcast. I I don't know how that's going to work out, but you could try. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the problem is we've got a couple of people on the team who said that they don't want to... They will record footage, but they don't want to be on camera live sort of thing. Okay. So for them, I just said, I'll just just record like 15 minutes, 20 minutes, half an hour of a game, email me the file, and I'll just get it up and put news in between it, break up with bits and bobs. But we'll see how it goes. Um, we're on Twitter, which is at OUG official. You can email me at contact at oneupgaming.co.uk. And the podcast itself is just on iTunes. Please subscribe to us, give five stars and feedback helps mainly when people are searching for gaming podcasts. Hopefully now we should see a rise in downloads. I did notice that. Last week's podcast seemed to have a lot more downloads than the week before, so hopefully... Well, that's because I was on. Yeah. 
Blood. <laughs> Let's just keep it at that. <laughs> I mean, I've been, so... I've been spreading the word, so... <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's, it is literally just the more people we get to leave reviews and comments, the more iTunes will seed ours in... When, when people are just searching, like, gaming on the iTunes, it'll actually see us higher up the list. Right. So the more reviews we get, the better. Right. And like I said, I think we've got about 9 or 10 for this podcast, which is really good. That's nice. I mean, unfortunately, I mean, what's my old one got? Two. Uh, the old podcasts has oh, it's got nine reviews as well but i mean on that one it's got all five stars and it's got a one that's a one star by the syrup <clears throat> and it's want to listen to a bunch of losers waffle on for a while then this is for you if not there are a ton of better podcasts out there oh so it's just internet dick being internet dick yeah yeah Mommy didn't love him. <laughs> Which, I, I get it. You know, my humour's not great. Um, I'm what you would call a bit of a dick. <laughs> Sometimes. You know, I like to be... I say stuff without thinking, then afterwards it's like, oh, shite, I maybe shouldn't have said that. Oh, yeah, no, I, get, <laughs> I do that too. <laughs> But it's off the cuff of the thing in my brain. It's like, that's a great little sly comment to make. Well, the thing is, the way to be funny is you have to be an asshole. I'm good at that. <laughs> my problem is I just don't like people. Oh, yeah, that's another problem you have. So, I tell you what, George, I think this week I can basically put this podcast up without doing much editing at all. Well... It's because we didn't have so many people here, we just didn't fuck around. <laughs> That's what happens when you get a like a, a decent sized group of people, they just start fucking around. Yeah, I mean, I think it'd be different if we had a office with a room with five chairs, oh, so you man. could all see each other. That would be awesome. But unfortunately, I'm in Glasgow. Matt's in. I think Leeds. Zach's down in London. You're over in America. Yep. And Chris is over in New Zealand. I mean, if you if you want to start something up, I mean, you want to hire me, I'll get a working visa. <laughs> I can't even afford myself to live, let alone anyone else. I know. <laughs> but, uh... I mean, the... Sponsor for the podcast is selling, is doing well for us. I mean, off, off the last sort of paycheck we got off them, I managed to buy you and Chris some t-shirts. Right. Which, thanks again. Yeah, so... And I mean, it might not be much, but if you add shipping into it as well, it's about 60, 80 quid. No. You know, so it's... Not cheap, so what's that, about $110? Something like that. But, yeah, so thank you, George. You're welcome. 
Oh, I guess I'm going to go to bed because I've got to get up early to go to that show tomorrow. Yeah, I guess you're going to have to. So thank you all, and we'll speak to you next week after E3. Oh, yeah. Should be fun. We'll see. (laughs) Hey, guys. Justin here. I just wanted to say that I've been thinking about you. I've been thinking about you a lot. Yes, you in particular, in that way. And I wanted to say, I think you're great. I've always said that about you. And I was wondering, if you think we're great, if you could give us a quick rating on iTunes, we'd really appreciate it. It would really, really help us out in that, you know, podcasty sort of way. And if you're feeling particularly festive, perhaps even a little saucy, maybe stop by our Patreon page at www.patreon.com slash O-U-G and see if you can't slip a few bucks our way. After all, every little penny or whatever space money they use in Europe helps out the show. Thanks for listening. OUG Gaming will always be free, but with your support, we can always move forward and always be better.